How y'all doing? Welcome to the OKO Show. And it's Saturday, y'all. It's that Saturday morning shake up. Yes, the Saturday morning shake up with your boy OKO. And I'm letting you know today's matchups is going down a pretty nice weekend. Back to y'all hitch up with the matchups coming in early in the morning, y'all. You got your number three, Georgia, against unranked South Carolina. Why do I highlight this at the first beginning? Because this is kind of like a rivalry, right? Because Will Muschamp is the ex-coordinator uh, from Georgia. So they kind of like a little rivalry. It's like um, coming from that protege and that staff. So he pretty much knows Georgia in and out. And what the tendency is, is the fact because it's for apples and oranges. And who's better, you know? And right now, you got Wills Rush that has to depend on Ryan Edwards in the passing game to open, to open things up for the run game and get them some extra points because they're going to have to score a little bit against Georgia. Can, is they defense up front going to make enough plays? Can they get to Jake from can they disguise some things to make it look like something to hope the pass rush gets to him and get him to hold the ball? Um, can Jake Fromm, can they continue to go on this undefeated streak they got going? Because South Carolina at 2-3, and three, it's kind of like up and down, having an up and down season, just things just not going right. And then get, um, as Georgia is one of the best offensive lines out there, got Dante Swift, 66 carries, 460 yards, and four, TT, four TDs. When they've got peripheral backs as they run in and out of there, they're one of the top offensive lines out there in the game right now. And then you get, right now, you're going to get denied to Georgia. Um, second, the real... Red River shooter, <laughs> shoot out, I say. OU versus Texas. 11 in the morning kickoff. You got number six, OU versus number 11, Texas. And you know it's at Texas, the Red River shootout is going down. <laughs> it's, whoo, can Sam Ellinger in his 120 completions, 173. Uh, attempt 1,448 yards, 17 TDs, only two interceptions, but they did lose the game, you know, 45 to 38 against a good team in LSU. Now, you're looking at Jalen Hurts, Mr. Do It All. Mr. Doodle has 82 completions, right? Only 109 attempts. 1,523 yards. Needs the team in rushing. 57 rushes, 499 yards. CeeDee Lamb, big time last game. And continues to go on a monster ride with 18 receptions, 439 yards, and 7 TDs. Then you got the sophomore, Tarleton Rambo, number six, 14 receptions, 383 yards, four TDs. In fact, can Texas have enough defense to hold OU wide receivers? And Jalen Hurts, you're not looking at a regular running back or no quarterback. 
With Jalen Hurts is back there, he can run, he can pass, but when he runs, it, it's not like an ordinary quarterback. He's he runs to make punishment, and then the fact that he's a senior over there, he has the knowledge that he played in big time games, and this is just another simple game to him. And I just think OU gives them the nod this time, even though they're looking for payback. Because, you know what I'm saying? Because last year in the River, Red River, they did lose this game against Texas, but end up getting them back in the, in, in the championship. But look at this game. There's a part two to this matchup in the Big 12 championship. Mark my words. I'll say that. But my notches is right here. It's OU just too explosive. And, um, Got OU on this one. But can Devin Duntry up over at Texas? The 45 receptions, 463 yards, four TDs. He's a 100-meter champ. They got to slow him down. Can OU put enough pressure on the quarterback to stop him down, just limit him, his touches? I got OU winning. And, and you know, Calvin Johnson, Colin Johnson is coming back. He's supposed to play even he's dealing with hamstring issues. Is the fact how much percent are you getting from him? But they did um, kind of improvise without him being in the lineup lately. Then you got number three, Michigan, versus the Fighting 9 9. Can Jim Harborough ride the storm even though they're number 16 and only lost in one game? Can he ride the storm and keep? Going, even though they're a little bit vulnerable, can Shane Patterson may keep on continue to make plays with the wide receivers? They'll win this game. Even the fighting line, I they just keep up a fight, but I don't think they can have enough effort on the defense end to hold that offense. Then you got the five and zero Alabama number one versus number twenty four Texas A and M. Nate Harris fit. 54 carries, 337, 1 TD is a question. And then Dante Smith, 31 receptions, 537, 8 TDs. Judy, Jordan Judy uh, is over there. Three wide receivers team taken from house. You got Shucks, proper weapons for Tula. Then you got Texas AM. and m That's ranked 24. Kevin Mond. He has um, 117 completed, 181 uh, attempted, and 1,300 yards, and uh, 10 TDs and four interceptions. His up and down play, what I've seen from him this year, is not going to probably get it done. He going to have to stay. He got to attack first, and they have to stay on this scoreboard. This is like a track meet playing against Alabama. But I don't think they have enough weapons to in the defensive end to cover Three wide receivers, and you got a possibly one good, uh, one and one or two people in the back end is just not enough. And just Kevin Mond is just too consistent. Can he be assistant enough to play four quarters or just hang around, take the threes, take the simple things? Can he they deal with the blitzing Alabama? They they come in a proper race. Can uh they get? The uh the, the running back going the freshman is in a spiller forty he got two hundred fifty five yards three TDs he averaged six point two a carry but can they stay consistent in the running game to shorten the game and keep that boy Tula 
off the field enough to stay in the game. But I don't see that happening. I see Alabama going 6-0. and And then you got your 2-30 games still. And you got Washington, Michigan State. And then you got Jordan Taylor. And then you got the junior, the wide receiver, Cortez Chinnups. Has 17 receptions, 263 yards, two TDs. He's that type of guy, wide receiver, that gets is their number one. If he gets it going from the medial, meteor routes, he's explosive enough to keep the chains moving for Jonathan Taylor can take care of the rest in the, in the red zone. Versus Michigan State, Brian Nowinki with 1,543 yards so far, 11 touchdowns and two interceptions, and they're 4-2. and two. They just couldn't get it done versus Ohio State, and I just don't see them getting it done this week against the high-powered, big offensive line of Wisconsin. I got Wisconsin winning this big by over two touchdowns. Then you got Washington versus Arizona State. Arizona State's Hermel was four and one, and Washington three and two. With Jacob Easton been up and down the last couple weeks, while they have two losses, I don't have. I don't see Herman Edwards going to lose his game. With he many a defensive money will hopefully can get to Jacob Easton, and there be three and three. And Herman Edwards, I got them winning. By a field goal to two or two or one points or a slight edge and going down in the fourth quarter. Watch this game to be a close game to the end. And Arizona special teams come up big to win this game. And then the next game at 630, you got USC versus Notre Dame number nine. And then USC's freshman quarterback is he's going to be back. Keldon Sumison is he's going to be back enough time to play was injured. So we don't know what quarterbacks we're going to see from USC because the only the only couple losses they have, they are been tight, even though they've been losses with BYU and he had a two interceptions, three interceptions T and two touchdowns. That's why they lost that game. Then you have the Notre Dame side. Can Aaron Brook make enough passes, make enough plays in the passing game or get enough from the run game to keep it going for Tony Jones Jr., to keep it going from producing a good game last week, to keep it going with another 100-yard game this week, averaging 69 yards a carry, can he produce enough to get them in that win? Can It's like it's going to be. Notre Dame wants this to be a low-scoring game, but if it's a high-scoring game, USC wins this game, even if Keldon Simmons, if he does play, I still give them the play. I give them a win <laughs> with the USC, with Pittman and Michael Pittman Jr. He's just too explosive. I think they can make enough plays. I think USC wins this in a 10 touchdown. I say about two uh, field goal and about 10 points. I got USC winning this game. To turn into four and two, and Notre Dame turn into four and two because if they can um, get me wrong, if Ian Brook and Cole Clement, there's a big play tight end, gets involved in the red zone and keep moving them chains, USC's in a, gonna be in a long game. 
But then we got next, and then we, right, if you didn't know about a wide receiver, Michael Pittman, he's a junior. USC got a special talent over there. You go watch this game, and you watch him, because he has 35 receptions, 501 yards, and four TDs. Big, physical, fast wide receiver. This is a special wide receiver. Check him out. And then you got next, you got Florida, 6-0, 6-0. Versus LSU, number five in the nation. Then you got Kyle Strzok at Florida. It's coming in late off the injury of Frank Blimpy. Has 881 yards, seven TDs, and two interceptions. And senior Freddie Swain to throw to because you can line him up in the slot or do a lot of things to get him going as a senior. And he has 280 yards and three TDs. Watching him last last couple weeks, Freddie Swain has to turn into his number one wide receiver so can move around and do different things for him to get involved. But is it enough to keep these guys, LSU, number five in the nation, Joe Burrow, has 1,800 yards this year, 22 TDs, three interceptions, the JJT boys, them wide receivers right there, they're amazing. They just got all skills. Got the wide receivers and NFL people drooling over them. Their one is Justin Je uh, Jefferson. He's a junior. He's probably going to be in the first one, first one, one of the top five wide receivers getting drafted this year. And first, second round talent. Then you got Jamar Case. Then you got Terrence Marshall Jr. They all have seven or six or six TDs this year. Can Florida's front get to Joe Burrow and disrupt, and disrupt what they got going with these wide receivers? But I don't. Florida's a good team, but I don't think they have enough. Even though I watched Florida's last couple of weeks, Kyle Strzok, Strzok can get it done. But for how long can they stay in this game with LSU, that power offense? Right? But I got LSU winning this one and Florida going down to their first loss of the year. And LSU continue to stay at number five. And then this was almost wrapping up my show. And this is where we go into our main topics. These brain headaches. Them quarterbacks. They got people going crazy when you see them. They can wreck a game plan. It's hard to defend against these guys. They just on another planet. If you want to know how defense coordinators stay up for these guys, it's Jalen Hurts from OU, Terrence Lawrence from, from Clemson, Jane Front from Georgia, Joe Burrow from LSU. These quarterbacks is one of the tops in the nation. They will give NFL people headaches. College people, they stay up and gave them headaches. You got guys that got championships. Don't, it's coming in so awesome. All right, check it out. These are all the skilled players. that people that got skills at wide receiver, man. There's no excuse. You, you look at the stats, you got to watch them, and all you do is like, wow. Jerry Judy, Terrence Wallace, Michael Pittman, Chase Case. T. Wiggins, C.D. Lamb, 
Charleston Rambo. When you see these guys play at these skill position at wide receiver, they will not be stopped. You will see highlights. You will see touchdown. You will see slants and go. You will see them goal line, and they just go get it. And you know it's there. You don't know how they're going to get it, but you know they're going to get it. And you know if you blink, you're going to miss them, and you have to catch it on highlights. But if you see these guys, they got mud skills. They're going to be putting it up in the – Top wide receivers, and when they come out, people want them. They're going to grab them, and they're going to be fantasy people, whatever, drool over. Okay. And then, also, Justin Ross is also in there in the wide receivers. Devin Sensely from Texas, he's in there. You know. Let me see. Rondell Moore, when he's healthy at Purdue. And also, we want to jump into grown men, the running backs out there running through people. They're getting eight, nine people in the box. Ain't nothing that they can do. Ain't nothing what you can do. But they can do nothing to produce. And you got Duante Swift from Georgia. J.K. Dobbins from All State. Terrence Rente from Clemson. Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Trey Sermon from OU. Chubba Herbert from O-State and the boy from Tulsa. Them people right there is grown men out there. If you know somebody else, then you want to watch an NFL running back that's going to produce next year or possibly start and make people look silly and making these guys look silly every time when they hit the, the field. They're getting all that in the box. It don't matter. They're going to score. They're going to gather big yards. They're going to get chunk plays. It's on there. Them guys going to produce. And then if you know anybody else that shouldn't be on this list or that go hard like that and they should be on this list, man, let me know because I'm watching. Because all these people I see in our name go hard in the paint. And much love for all y'all. Get produced every Saturday. And it's your boy OKO. And I'm out the door. It's the College Morning Shake Up. Episode 2. And I'm out. OKO. And I'm out the door.